Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. How did this happen yesterday? I think this happened after the Seattle Seahawks and Chicago Bears had multiple conversations and the Bears made every effort to go and try to trade for Russell Wilson. And the Seahawks were unwilling to deal him at this time. They quote unquote aggressively pursued Russell Wilson. They did everything they could. The Seahawks weren't at this time. They might be right before the draft. Not today. You're sure you've had enough. And the Bears didn't want to wait. And they felt like the right move was to go get Andy Dalton while they could. Don't let yourself go. Hey, Adam Hoja, Adam Jones. F***ing done. Have a good night, y'all. everybody cries. Everything hurts. I don't know what I expected. Everybody hurts. I just ripped every f***ing Bears memorabilia off my walls. I will never f***ing support the team again. F*** the Bears. F*** Chicago Bears. F*** them. Sometimes. Yeah, people are not happy. That About has what? Been, uh, <laughs> yeah, fairly obvious the last 48 hours. Yeah. Woo. The Andy Dalton era is upon us. He is the Chicago Bears starting quarterback. I like the music. I'm just going to let it keep running here in the background. It's a great song. Yeah. R.E.M. Uh, great work by our producer, Kent, on that one. We appreciate it. He always comes through in the big moments, usually uh, painful moments, but still, they're, uh, I guess we still can. Still moments of significance. <laughs> right. And uh, look, We've got some messages about this on Twitter. People appreciating our podcast, but saying how hard it is to listen to right now. And uh, I get it. But here's the thing about this podcast. And, Johns, you know this. Uh, the Bears have had one winning season in six seasons of us doing this. We're now into year seven. And so we're used to having to deal with the negativity. We're used to people hurting. Yes. And, uh, and we've always managed to get people through it. We will continue to try here on Hogan John. So we appreciate that you're here. Uh, John Z is apparently in his Illini colors. As we get ready for the NCAA. It's actually red. St. Joseph's Day. That looks straight up orange on the camera. It is not orange. I guess a little shade of it. Mixture. That, what, what's that uh, reddish-orange color that they used to hand out in the Crayola boxes? You know what I'm talking about? Red-orange? Um <laughs> Literally, the crayon says red orange. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. This is red. This is red. Hmm. Unless I'm the colorblind one here, but I don't think so. Uh, Anyway, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. And uh, it's been interesting. Uh, We did open up our voicemail line. 
I don't know if we're going to regret that, but we have some voicemails to play for you. Uh, we'll have those coming up here. And uh, and you can read all of our coverage up at NBCSportsChicago.com. That's where I am at. Johnsy's on The Athletic. Theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns is where you should go subscribe if you're not already subscribed. And you can check out his coverage there as well uh, of the big Andy Dalton signing. You can be watching us on YouTube. Uh, we thank you if you're doing that. And uh, if you haven't found our YouTube page, you should check it out on YouTube. Just find the Hogan Johns page and subscribe. We appreciate you doing that. And um, I don't know. Where do you want to start here? Well, the new quarterback? <sighs> should we start, though, with the Russell Wilson angle? Or, yeah, let's fine, start there. Fine. Okay, let's go start ahead. There. What do you All right. Well, this has been a fascinating discussion to me because, like, the Bears should not be criticized for, like, they tried. They really did. They they really did try. And it's, they can't force a team to trade a player that they don't have to trade. And that's important to remember here. Uh, And then there's other people that are getting angry that I guess Ryan Pace is getting defended. It's not a defense. It's just a reality of the situation. Uh, I agree that Ryan Pace shouldn't get like extra points for trying for trying to trade. And I agree that at the end of the day, like he needs to pull off a move like that. But right now, and I actually you heard some of that from Adam Schefter in our open there. I agree that this is something that could still be fluid. And potentially change. But right now, as it stands, and we've talked about this, the Seahawks don't have a whole lot of motivation to trade their star quarterback. And you can offer the world, which if you believe the Dan Patrick report, and by the way, based on the things I was told, I was never given specifics of what the Bears traded. Based on what I was told, I believe the Dan Patrick report that it was that much. What was it? Three three ones, a three, and two starting players? Which is an upgrade over Johnsy's roster players. Johnsy just wants to trade roster players, remember. Here's this is what I'll say. Roster players. Starters are roster players. Here at the Hogan Johns podcast, <laughs> I would like to say that we are not running a t-ball league. There are no participation trophies here. We're not handing out ribbons for trying, for being aggressive. The reason you have to try and be aggressive is because the guy you drafted in 2017 is gone. The guy you acquired from the Jaguars last year for a fourth-round pick, a rare compensatory pick, is soon to be gone. Didn't work out. Awful signing. That is why you're here. That is why you end up with Andy Dalton. And I think some of the angst that's out there is that you already had an Andy Dalton on the roster. And Nick Foles, right? Like, it's it's a similar player. I don't see much disparity. I, I get that there's some defense in Andy Dalton out there. But look at the career stats. This, this is quarterback purgatory. This is the 2000. So... Good for them for trying. Great. You have to try because you messed up on your past decisions. So I, I get that there's some positives to, to being aggressive, but this is where you are because you miss on your, on your previous decisions at quarterback. So I, I don't see how this could be 
sold as a defense or, or, or whatnot. I, I, it's just it, it's a mess. I don't think Andy Dalton's very good, and he's now your starting quarterback. Well, and, and that's the I, I just want to be clear. Like that's the point. Like it, it, whether it's me, you, or anybody else, Dan Patrick, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, whoever out there reporting that the Bears did try. That's just a, that's just facts. Like like that's just. Uh, coming out and saying that should not It'd make be you, negligent not to try. Right. It, I'm just saying like coming out and hearing that shouldn't make you angry uh, or think that it's like a defense mechanism for what happened. That's not what it is. It's just information. Okay. So like, I just want to make that clear. Um, I, I think where at least in talking to some fans here in Chicago, you know, I'm, I'm the, the angst is that the Bears have already tried this route. Like, I, I can already hear it that, oh, he's got great chemistry with Bill Lazor, that familiarity, you know, helps in our decision-making. But we've heard all that before. Like, that's, that's the point. Like, the Bears went down this road last year with Nick Foles, and it was a disaster. Such a disaster that you're giving up on Nick Foles by bringing in Andy Dalton. Like, I, I think... That's the frustration. This is years of frustration, too, with the Bears. Like, people in Chicago remember the 2000s, all the veterans that came and went. Chicago has seen this before. Now, now Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, they may not know that history. They may not feel that history. But that's alive and well here in Chicago. Look at the the, the text messages that I got the, the other day when, when this went down were, were full of rage, full of anger. And just look at social media. So... That those memories are, are alive and well. I think that angst is legitimate. The Bears have tried this before and it failed. Why would this be any different? Yeah, and that's all fair. And and uh, that's where when you yeah, and we broke. This is what we broke down. And when we recorded on Tuesday, it was actually before the signing was made. But I think we made our our thoughts on it um, clear. So like whether you're, it's whether you're looking at it like you're just fed up because this is like the same move over and over again. And, and I, by the way, I agree with what you just said there. This is like not a replacement for Trubisky. This is a, well, it is, but it's also a replacement for Nick Foles. It, Two and, misses. And that, that's the problem. You, I don't know. Uh, like it, one thing to clear up is Andy Dalton was not a free agent last year when they traded for, uh, Nick yes. Foles. Nick Foles. Uh, Dalton was later released, and that's where the market was. What he was after the, the after the draft, like weeks away from this point, after Joe Burrow. But that was because Cincinnati couldn't get um anything in return for Dalton. Yeah, they tried to trade him. And you, I guess you could say, uh the Bears could have given up what they gave up for Nick Foles and gotten Dalton. But wasn't his contract like nineteen million dollars or something? I forget what the exact number was. It was a lot more. So, uh, I, 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 again, I hate to like make that sound like it's not a defense because regardless, the move didn't work. Like, I, I guess what I'm saying is in the moment, totally understood why they went with Foles over Dalton, but it obviously didn't work. And now you're, you're, you're basically, this is a replacement for Foles, except it's no guarantee that you're going to be able to move Foles now. Yeah. You and I'm not even... Accept- so I'm not, you gotta just take what you can get. So yeah, I, look, I, I can't. At, at at a certain point, you look at the resume, and the resume says Mike Glennon, Mitchell Trubisky, Nick Foles, and Andy Dalton, and all the money involved. It it just it does not look good. Um, 
and there's no other way to, to put that other and, and so I totally understand the frustration. At the same time, if they're willing to to cut their losses, admit their mistakes, you do have to make a move. Like you can't just yeah. be content with Nick Foles. And if Seattle's not willing to move Russell Wilson right now, I do I guess I can buy the well, you gotta add somebody. And the the Mitch Trubisky thing sailed. It's 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 just it's a, it's a non-starter. I agree, and I I, I actually hundred percent agree that Trubisky's better than Andy Dalton. But it's just it wasn't going to happen here, and Trubisky needs to move on. And it, I guess if you really look at all the options that were available when the Bears made this move on Tuesday, Andy Dalton probably was the best option. It, Isn't that the great irony in all this though? Too like you're here. Because your first round pick did not pan out, but that first round pick that you're ready to give up on is and is ready to give up on you and ready to move on, is still statistically better than the guy you just paid ten million dollars to and also added three million of incentives in his contract. Like this, as familiar as as this is to Bears fans, this is also like new ground, mm-hmm. right? right? I get that. This is not a defense of Mitch Trubisky. He's got his limitations, obviously, but. Statistically, he was better than the guy you just signed to be your starting quarterback. He's statistically better than the two guys that are currently under contract or soon will be whenever that contract is signed that you have. Like That is new ground for the Chicago Bears in this quarterback fiasco. Did it just blow your mind a little bit? No, I, yeah, it, it, I, think it, I think it blows our, our listeners' minds too, uh, which might mean that it's a good time to play the voicemails since we can actually kind of hear what they had to say uh, as I pull those up. I'm a little afraid about this, Johns, but... Uh, I think Kent took care of the, the bleeping. I hope. If the, if the button still works, let's see. I mean, if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to be able to see our reactions as we listen to this, but uh, here we go. Hello? Do you know who this is? Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> Your ass better call somebody! The Hogan Johns voicemail. The Hogan Johns voicemail line. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. Got any questions or comments about the Bears? Give the guys a call before, after, or even during the game. Go Bears! Hey guys, I would rather sit through another year of a pandemic that causes the season to be canceled than have to listen to Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy try to sell us on an Andy Dalton, Nick Foles quarterback competition. Thank God we have the White Sox to keep us preoccupied until November. Please, just make the pain stop. I just knew this was going to f***ing happen. How did I know it was going to f***ing happen? Because we're the Bears. We promise unbelievably great things. And then guess what? They're just going to leave us all in a pit of despair at the end of the day. Just unfucking believable I'm almost lost for words at this point. It, we have to believe that they're not that stupid. And yet all of the evidence points that Pace and Nagy are that stupid. I don't know what to say. I'm depressed. I'm sad. Mike Glennon, Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, Andy Dalton. This is uh, 
This is being a f***ing Bears fan, huh? Hey guys, we're getting a lot of at work right now. The Bears never disappoint to break our hearts every f***ing year. Fire everyone. I, I feel like a fool. Every single year, every single time, I feel like, you know, they're going to do something to turn the franchise around to, to do something big. And this year, go inside Andy Dalton. Andy flipping Dalton. We went from Russ to Andy Dalton. Are you kidding me? I mean, what? what is even the point anymore? Andy Dalton, are you kidding me? Ryan Pace clearly wants Chicago to suffer, so. Chicago, what the hell are we doing? Andy Dalton? This is, this is a ginger Nick Foles. It's the hope, it's the hope that really kills you. Once again, the Bears are the laughing stuff of the QB world. And it hurts even more this time than that Trubisky trade, in my opinion. This is an absolute travesty. It's a slap in the face to every fan that has dedicated years of their life to the Chicago Bears. They are a farce. Phillips, Ted Phillips has to go. Ryan Pace has to go. Nagy has to go. Did they sit in this meeting after they signed his bum at the end of his career for $10 million and, and actually like high-five each other? I can't take it. Andy Dalton? Andy Dalton? We're just going in circles. We got to deal with this whole thing for another season. I don't even know what to say. I'm just really sad. Mike Glennon, Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, Andy Dalton. And he still has a job. I have never called into a show in my life. However... Ryan Pace has just pushed me over the damn edge. I can't believe this organization. They don't want to win. They don't want to put a winning product on the field. It's disgusting. The Bears will not get one more dime from me until they somehow, somehow become a competent franchise. Uh, that is quite the crash landing back on earth from wherever we thought the Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson talks were going. All right, listen, boys, I'm sitting here drinking a Miller Lite. We just signed the Red Rocket. It's terrible. It's awful. It's disgusting. I got a big tattoo on my back, a big old Chicago bear head. I'm going to need you guys to drop the numbers of the best tattoo removal places in Chicago for me, okay? Because I got a great tasting, less filling, and I'm ready to get this done now. Let's play a game of who am I? I decide to replace my quarterback with a less mobile quarterback who sucks behind an offensive line that sucks. Who am I? I'm f***ing Matt Nagy and Ryan f***ing Pace. So you're telling me when your job is on the line that your best option at quarterback is Andy freaking Dalton. I'm sick. I'm legitimately sick. That's the message. No, 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 no. Literally a freaking leprechaun on the eve of St. Patrick's Day is uh, adorably on theme, but not what we were asking for. This is not a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, Ryan Pace. This is my real Sundays in the fall that you are messing with. You have poked the bear and Furious George is now awake. On. Believable. All right, a couple things there. Uh, unfortunately, if you're looking for tattoo removal su- uh, suggestions, you've come to the wrong place. Uh, I, I believe between the two of us, we have zero tattoos. 
Um, so I couldn't even give you a place to get a tattoo, let alone get one removed. Apologies there. Uh, Andy Dalton is not literally a leprechaun. I can confirm that. Uh, but here's the, here's the problem. Like a, a lot of those voicemails were like, you can't possibly tell me that this is the best option. What is the better option? I, I'm not I'm not saying that to defend the move because I I think I've made it perfectly clear how I feel. You about may the have move. to say that a couple more times. I know, I know, but it's it just it's and yes, they're in this position because of their own mistakes. Again, not the debate. I'm just saying if they had like let's say they had hypothetically put a new general manager in charge right now and they cleaned house two months ago, what would that general manager be doing right now? I I, I don't know that they'd be offering anything more to Seattle. To get them to say yes, you don't have total control over that. I just I don't know what would be different. I think some some people, and I get this argument, would like to see maybe this slow played a little bit, right? Like have some patience with this process. Um, I get that may not yield what you want, but I don't think a lot of people see a lot of differences in Nick Foles and Andy Dalton. And they just spent ten million dollars on Andy Dalton. I think that's the point here. Like, I agree. I agree with that. I don't think he's a big enough gra- upgrade over Foles to spend ten million dollars. Now, now I will add this. I, I think this the Andy Dalton signing says how bad the Bears view Nick Foles' season and potential yeah. to improve off that as. And I think that's meaningful. I think that's a starting place. Like they probably looked at Nick Foles' season last year and saw what we all saw. Holy crap, this guy can't stand in the pocket. Holy crap, we were wrong. Like, we got to fix this. And that but in should they have known is, that? Is, is, yeah, I, yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably. <sighs> probably. Um, and that's what makes the Andy Dalton thing all the more puzzling, too, because it's kind of like the same argument for bringing him in, right? Like, it's like one voicemailer left. You know, we're going in circles here. Like, this. I don't know. It's it's. I don't see many differences in them, and I think that's part of the problem. Oh, okay. So this puts an emphasis on the draft. Keeping Nick Foles would have put an emphasis on the draft. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, he's a good guy in the locker room. Nick Foles is a good guy in the locker room. You know. Andy Dalton's got experience with Bill Lazor. You know what? Like, didn't Nick Foles have experience with Bill Lazor? Like, like again, going in circles. Going in circles here. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, I think. <sighs> I I I I, can't, I I just can't explain it. I, I I can try. I mean, I think that they any defense I start making though, and that's not even defense. But what what whatever thinking I start coming up with for Dalton, like they feel like they can trust him. Uh, yes, he's not going to have a lot of upside, but at least he's not going to lose games for you. Like, isn't that what Nick Foles was supposed yeah, to? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he said about it, Nick Foles, and then he lost games for you. <laughs> so. So I guess that gets back to why should Bears fans believe that? And I think that's a fair point. Um, and, and, and like here, like, like uh, here's the point, like that, that gets me because you know that there are rumblings about what's next for Kyle Fuller and Akeem Hicks. Like if if this Andy Dalton signing, I get it's the most important position in sports, but if this cost you like actual. Pro Bowl caliber players. I know their contracts are kind of untenable right now. Like you got to rework those. But if if they have to move those guys now to be within the cap because you sign Andy Dalton, like 
Are you, is your team really better? Is it? Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. I mean, we, we've had that discussion here on the podcast. If you had to give up one of those guys or both of those guys, what, what could justify doing that? Getting Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. If you can reasonably argue that your offense is going to be that much better, that you could stomach key losses on your defense, then, then I'll go along with that. But Andy Dalton does not do that. Now, they haven't made those moves yet, but it it's really hard for me to look at the cap situation, and I fully admit that they understand it way better than I do in terms of you know where they sit, what can be changed, what can't be. But it's it, it would be very, very surprising. I'll just put it this way. It would be very, very surprising to me if they can continue to operate here in the next month or so without having to cut somebody loose. Somebody significant loose. Yes. Somebody of, of, of significant importance. Because as I understand it right now, as of Thursday morning as we record this, the only reason they're under the cap is because Dalton hasn't signed the contract yet. Is that right? Correct. I think that's right. So, and, uh, and who else? And Jermaine Effetti, I don't think, is signed. So technically they've agreed to terms, but it's not counting against the cap yet. I don't know how long you can operate. And by the way, you also have a draft class you have to sign here. You have to... You you, you still have uh, the whole... What is that? Usually like $10 million or something? I don't know what the number is off the top of my head. But it's it's millions of dollars that you have to fit yeah. in uh, with the draft class. Now, if you trade those picks, then you don't need to worry about it. But uh, if you're trading those picks for Russell Wilson, you got to get Russell Wilson's contract in here. So... I, it's hard to sit here on uh, on Thursday morning and defend everything that's going on, but at the same time, I can acknowledge that this is a very, very tough situation that they put themselves in. But it is a very tough situation, yeah, and yeah, I don't yeah. necessarily have any better answers than what they've done. I like to put timestamps on, on when we're talking here, so it is 11.25 here in Chicago on Thursday morning, so... Moves could be made by the time you're listening to this, or, or there could be an emergency podcast coming. But I think our stance on this is consistent. If Akeem Hicks and Kyle Fuller are not in your roster, you're a worse team. I would think if if I'm the Bears, and there's no guarantee I'm getting a Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, I would do everything in my power to make sure that defense is as good as it can be for next year. Because that's your chance. That's what's given you this chance year after year, year after year. You got to maintain that chance for one more year. Move the money if you, if you can, but if they're not on your roster, I get that Akeem Hicks is in his 30s. I get that Kyle Fuller only had one pick last year, and I think it came in week one. I get that. You're still a better team with them on your roster. I don't care what bargains you can find in free agency. They're Pro Bowl players. Not alternates either, like your starting quarterback. Even with them on the roster, you can make the case that if Andy Dalton starting week one, then maybe you should use your first round pick on a defensive player. Make the defense better. Yeah. And sure as hell, if you have to cut Kyle Fuller because you can't even trade his contract, uh, it, I, it, then draft Greg Newsom. I mean, you might have to, yeah, you're probably going to have to draft a corner that can play right away. And Newsom's maybe one of those guys. Your needs change. Your needs change. 
If you're like me, you believe there needs to be more stylish, functional, business, casual menswear that is both high quality and durable that can withstand your day. I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box, watching the game later with your friends, maybe getting a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces, maybe with a Hogan Johns polo or quarter zip, but they also work seamlessly together. Rowan's signature four-way stretch fabric is breathable, flexible, and works everywhere from your commute to work to the 19th hole. It's time for unparalleled confidence without all the hassle. Rowan's commuter collection features wrinkle-release technology and is 100% machine washable. Looking good is that easy. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash Adam and use code Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort. I got one more question for you before we wrap this up. What do you think Alan Robinson is thinking right now? It's a great question. I've been asked that a couple of times. I don't know, but I can't imagine he's any happier. (laughs) Like, first, like the receiver market isn't what I'm sure he hoped it would be. Just in terms of like maybe some records, not record setting contracts, um, market setting contracts. Like he would be that guy that would set the market. He would be that guy. But obviously, he's got the franchise tag, so there's limitations in what they could do. Like that's the number they got to work with now, the 18 million. But I can't imagine that he's excited by this Andy Dalton move. I, I, I just. Can't. I get that A.J. Green had some amazing seasons with him as his quarterback, but they didn't win a lot of playoff games. No. I think A.J. Green's, you know, going to still look pretty good, too, in Arizona. That is some pretty, um, something to watch, though, because I hesitate to give the Bears credit for this yet, but maybe they did foresee this wide receiver market being what it is. And uh, remember, that's always an option. Extending Allen Robinson, you could actually lower his cap hit this year. If you're trying to find cap space, and I don't know, maybe they saw the market playing out the way it did, and they feel like they can get him to take whatever they're offering, but I don't know. If I'm Allen Robinson, why would I not just play for $18 million then and hit the market next year when it might be better? Can I throw another hypothetical at you? Because I think I'm going to do this column maybe today or tomorrow, depending on what happens with Akeem Hicks and Cal Fuller. If like if those guys are off your roster, maybe it's time to to k- take that cap space that you could get by trading Allen Robinson too. Get but here's the picks. thing: I, I thought about that, and and here's a just to play devil's advocate. If if teams aren't spending a lot on wide receivers right now, what are they going to trade for Allen Robinson? It's true. You know, I would have thought that he. Yeah, I mean, I would have thought that he could maybe get you. Uh, Two, three, yeah, I, three maybe even four. a maybe even a late one if, if there's a desperate team out there. But based on what we're seeing with the market right now, if they're not willing to spend money, uh, why would they spend draft capital? So I, I think what hurts a lot of receivers is that a lot of teams view that position, even like receiving tight ends, as one that's overhauled quite quickly. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of NFL ready receivers. Look, look at these draft classes the past couple of years, right? That's another always, good one this year. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. 
And look at the free agency market this year. He still got some Juju Smith-Schuster, Kenny Galladay. Did Kenny Galladay sign yet? Like these are capable guys that are on the free agent market. Every year it's like that. Every single year. So I think that hurt that hurts um, a lot of these guys, at least in terms of perception and how things go with teams, because I think it's generally viewed as a position that could be overhauled quite quickly. It's fascinating that the uh, last summer there are a bunch of wide receivers signed extensions, and Robinson didn't get his, and now nobody wants to spend out wide receivers. Yeah, but yeah. like right in the middle of the pandemic, they were handing them out. Right, but then you look at like the year the Bears signed Allen Robinson. Wasn't Sammy Watkins out there? There was another uh, semi big name available too. I forget, but Robinson, Sammy Watkins were the two number one and number two. You know, he signed in Kansas City. Robinsons came here, and those are the contracts. But yeah, I mean, I would keep Allen Robinson. But if the Bears are going down a potential rebuild path, short rebuild path, here you might need that cap space and those draft picks. What's the next quarterback move? Gardner Minshew. I don't feel I don't feel like they're going to make a trade. Um, I guess if they were to make, I, I I think that they here come maybe the patience thing comes in. Uh, remember, there's no guaranteed money on Marcus Mariota's contract. Yeah, yeah. And See, if he if he were to be cut loose, I don't think they'll trade for him now that they've added Andy Dalton. But if he were to be cut loose, and they could get him cheap, maybe like what happened with Dalton last year, right? Dalton. Nobody would trade for him. They cut him loose, $3 million. Okay. Yeah, learn from that. That's what I would do. Yeah. Um, and perhaps that's an argument, by the way, to what you said earlier, that they should have been patient. They didn't need to, to grab Dalton now. To me, you got your guy, right? You're not empty-handed at the free agent market. The next quarterback move is trying to trade Nick Foles, get some of that cap space back. They got to almost do it in a couple of days here. Who's doing that, though? Who knows? Someone always likes – you got to look at the teams that are, are ready to draft that next quarterback, right? You, you want a good mentor? Give me that seventh-round comp pick, and I'll give you Nick Foles. Boom, deal. See? I could be the I could be a GM here. Um, that would be the next move. But in the grander scheme of things, the Bears got to play this out. Got to play this out. I, I like bringing the, this up as much as I can. Jay Cutler wasn't traded by the Broncos until April 2nd, of 2009. They did not trade him during this free agency frenzy. Yep. They sat and waited until it became too tenuous and he was out. Maybe that happens in Houston. Maybe that happens in Seattle. So wait that out. And if that doesn't happen, go to the draft. Take your next big swing in the first round. That's what I would do. Well, and that's the only thing I can, like really the only optimistic thing, and maybe this is a good way to end the podcast. Uh, if the Bears were really willing to give up that much for Russell Wilson, they can still do it. You know, if things change, uh, that that's if, if the Dan Patrick deal that that's almost surprising. Seattle didn't take it. Now, I can't sit here if I'm going to argue that the Bears should give up all that for Russell Wilson. Then I can't turn around and criticize Seattle for not making the deal because I'm saying that Russell Wilson's worth it. But that's a lot. That's a lot for them to t- turn down. And maybe they're just on the fence about, okay, but what's our next quarterback option? And perhaps between now and the draft, the draft is another deadline that or event 
that can spur action, right? The way uh, what one p- key thing is, if I understand it correctly, you can offer an additional first round pick on draft night. So I think that's one thing that can happen even on draft night. Perhaps the board uh, goes differently than we think, and there's some quarterback Seattle likes that they maybe f- can suddenly get if they get the right draft capital from the Bears to move up, uh, or the Bears move up, grab that guy, trade him to Seattle. The, Those are pivots. Those are the pivots that Ryan Pace promised to be prepared for. A lot of P's there. Another I'm, pivot for Pace. Pivot? The pivoting Pace. Here we go. Pivot! Pivot! Well, I think a lot of Bears fans are sitting there going, I hope he pivots. Um, so I think we can sort of be in agreement here that uh, they didn't need to rush and spend this money on Andy Dalton right now. But I, I just for one sense of optimism, I do think that if they're willing to give up that much for Russell Wilson, if Seattle called tomorrow and changed their minds, they'd still be willing to give up that for Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. If That's a weird situation going on there. He's getting lawsuits now. I have no idea uh, how that's going to affect things. Or in the draft. What they were offered for Russell Wilson, I would say, is even more than you would have to trade up to get the number two pick. You think so? I don't think roster players, sorry, starting players would be included come the draft. Well, I mean, you got... Unless you really need to move some money or, or, or whatnot, yeah. The the trade for... Now, it wasn't all the way up to number two, but what the Chiefs gave up to go up to number 10 to get Mahomes was next year's first round pick and like a third rounder, if I have that right. So... That's a hell of a lot less than what the Bears were just offering for Russell Wilson. Granted, it was the 10th pick, not the number two. But at the same time, you have way more quarterbacks in this draft. So, I don't know. It it is interesting to me that the Jets are sitting there at number two because there's been a lot of rumors about how Seattle might like Sam Darnold. That's a thing. Uh, I look at Sam Darnold like Josh Rosen. Like, okay, what are you really getting? What did they end up? Did they get a second-round pick for Rosen? Where is Josh Rosen these days? Poor guy's just been from bad. team to team to team. They're never really given a chance. Maybe he really is bad, but no, he is bad. But I'm yeah. just trying to think of what they they held out and they eventually traded him, and I forget what they got. But anyway, uh, there's a lot of the, the the Bears aren't lining up and playing football this Sunday. That's all. I guess that's my point. I, I think what I would leave, I'd leave it with this: the Bears should be patient and they should prepare for those pivots. The patient pivoting pace. There we go. PPP. He pivots. I don't know how. I don't know about the patience, at least right now with the Dalton thing. But um, maybe Seattle wants a backup. Maybe they want to draft a quarterback and they want a guy like Dalton. Every time that name Dalton is thrown, I, I think of the movie Roadhouse. Ever see the movie Roadhouse? I don't Patrick think so. Swayze. You got to see it. Yeah. He just beats the crap out of a bunch of guys as like a bouncer. That explains why I've been getting so many Roadhouse references on Twitter and I don't yeah. understand it. Yeah, you got to check it out. It's, okay. it's one of those like 80s, 90s, I forget when, but check it out. Okay. Don't. How angry are you that you're a four seed and I'm a one seed? <laughs> I think the word here is rigged. That used yeah. to be a word thrown around loosely. Rigged. What a! I mean, uh, JJ was still on there. I then feel I got feel kicked like, out. Isn't Loyola like a four seed or something like that? And they're an eight seed. They got robbed. Oh yeah. Okay. 
I feel, but I, I really don't care. I get Illinois going all the way, though, in my real bracket. Uh, I still have not looked at a bracket. National champs. Why does the tournament start tomorrow, by the way? They got those flo- four, floor, four, yeah, we'll call them the floor, the four playing games. Four of them now. Oh, tonight. Tonight. Why weren't those Tuesday like they normally are? Don't know. COVID? Pandemic? Yeah, maybe. Well, there's another tournament that started today, the uh, Canadian Mixed Doubles Curling. Anyway, this has been a good show. So I if you need your, if you need you your March Madness, <laughs> there it is. All right, we're out of here. Uh, Check out The Athletic, everybody. $1 per month. $1 per month for a limited time only. That's a good deal. Steal the deal. Oh, speaking of that, actually, totally off topic. Well, it has to do with The Athletic. The, uh, John Greenberg's story on Chris Ranji and the White Sox postgame show just brought so back so many good memories for me. And the fact that the audio clips of certain callers... Like, you got to understand, I was one of the guys screening those calls. Yeah. So, like, way back in my early radio days, like, that was my most common gig was to be, you know, get paid almost nothing to be a part-time producer and jump. And the White Sox post-game shows were a big part of that, uh, pre and post, and cut all the highlights and all those types of things. So, I I was one of the people screening those phone calls. So, spent the a memories. lot... Oh my God! You know the amount of time you sit there and watch the games with Ranji too, and so you talk about these guys. We we would have these conversations. Oh, oh like like the Matt Thornton thing that came up in the story. It was like, uh oh, Thornton just gave up a homer. We know what we now we know what the post game show is going to be about. Who's calling in immediately? So, uh, I love that. That was a really good story. I don't know how. I I'm just happy we have somebody like honestly, God, I'm happy we have somebody like John Greenberg in the city that covers the media like that and puts together stories like that. And that's right now I'd say you can only get that at the athletic that, I mean the, yeah. that at least that niche of coverage uh, in the sports media world. And, and I just think it's really cool. So well, what I love about stories like that, even like when we did the bear series, a lot of this is how fans consume their teams. Yeah. Well, um, and we always say it's not just the Bears coverage you can get at the Athletic. It's it's all that other stuff uh, of all the teams. So it's uh, like nationally and internationally. So there's a lot of it's tough. One dollar a month you can get all that. And it seems like a pretty good deal to Steel. me. Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna go watch curling and Andy Dalton tape, and uh, then torture myself tomorrow night as I watch Wisconsin basketball, which is not fun. Uh, you enjoy the Illini in your red-orange crayon shirt. And in the meantime, follow us on Twitter. Check out our YouTube page where you could be watching this and uh, see all of our frustrated expressions. A lot of and smirking th- today, though. I, I did a lot of smirking as listen to those voicemails. Yeah, you know, it's... it's You, you, you can't let it bring you down. Yeah. That's what I've learned covering this team. You just Get it out, vent, watch March Madness, have a couple beers, a couple Miller Lights. Yes, and and you know what? As therapeutic as I I think this podcast can be for our listeners, it is also for us. Allows us to vent, allows us to come back a couple days later, maybe uh, dream about Russell Wilson trades that probably aren't happening. You know, but hey, they tried. It it means we're both right. I was right that they were going to try to go big, and you were right that it was not going to happen. 
Yeah. They don't have a reason to do it. Maybe they will in a couple weeks. Pivot. Pivot. The patient pivoting pace. The patient pivoting podcast. Hogan Dots. We'll talk to you next week. See ya. Here we go. Pivot. Pivot. <laughs> <laughs>